How are we going, mates? Welcome back to another episode of The Top Step. Yes, I know it's been a couple weeks, but we're back. We've got the video version as well. If you go over to YouTube, you can go check it out if you're just listening. But we've got a lot to get to. There is a crazy wild card race happening right now. The Mariners have surged. Now they're just trying to hold on. They've got the Houston Astros who are surging at the right time too. So we're going to get into some of that, some of the strength of schedule coming up. We're also going to get into some of the crazy moves that just went on with some of these. They weren't DFAs. But there were some uh, waiver wire action with some big names from the Angels. We want to get into all that with Grant Balfour. He's going to join me in just a second. We're going to answer some of your questions um, on social media as well. Someone asked me, too, what happens when you get DFA'd? I'm going to talk about that. I'm actually going to wait for Grant uh, when he jumps on here in a second. So we've got a lot to get to. Um, if you haven't already, make sure you go subscribe. Tell your mates. Let's get into this episode of The Top Step. No matter what happens, Ryan Roland Smith has something to tell his grandkids right here. The breaking ball, he struck him out. Yeah, that will be a story for the rest of his life <laughs> as he strikes out Ken Griffey Jr. This is Grant Balfour being Grant Balfour. Yeah. He, he is, as you mentioned, Jim, he's amped up. He talks a lot. In fact, he has the demeanor of a guy that wants to fight you. You'll never say that I'm not killing them. Kill, kill, killing them. Killing them. Kill, kill, killing them. All right, mates. Graham Balfour is going to join me very, very soon. I just want to touch on a couple things. Uh, I'm going to do some Mariner. Uh, call him a breakdown. Cal Rawley. I have to give him a shout out. I want to talk about something which is really interesting, something I've stumbled upon. And I was looking at it. I was like, hmm, what kind of value does he bring to the lineup? And how does he sort of identify what he is good at, what he's not good at. I'm going to get into some of the first half stuff. Uh, I want to talk to Grant Balfour about Shohei Otani, who's not having surgery just yet. I guess he's going to wait. What that does to him as a free agent, some other things too. But before we get to all that, guys, September is here, and I want to take a second to talk about self-care. That's right. When it comes to making an impression, proper grooming is essential to looking and feeling your best when you walk into a room. That's why the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped, are committed to helping men around the world walk and talk with some swagger this season. With the best grooming tools on the market, join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. Enjoy this offer, 20% off and free shipping. That's right, Aussies, free shipping even all the way across the Pacific. So it's 20% off free shipping with the code TTS at manscaped.com. It's M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com. Don't neglect your beautiful self like I don't and get this summer uh, and get right this summer or this fall uh, with Manscaped. Okay, so once again, Manscaped supports this show, The Top Step, so much they provide an exclusive offer to our listeners. Get 20% off free shipping with the code TTS when you check out. Just put the code in, you get 20% off. The stuff's awesome. Grant and I use it. Um, I use it. Shave my neck hair, uh, shave everywhere. I'm just joking. Not everywhere, but you get the idea. 20% off free shipping, manscaped.com. Use the code TTS. Feel like yourself again and take charge of life with Manscaped. All right. Well, hey, one more too. This is a new sponsor we have. Gentlemen, first impression and ladies, first impressions matter. And if you have not taken care of your skin, people will notice. Trust me, guys. I have to get on TV. And sometimes when they get those big cameras, they're the ones that what you, they kind of like reflect what you really look like in real life, especially when the lights are on. I'm like, oh my God, my skin's brutal. Um, yes, fellas, I'm talking to you and ladies. Lucky for you, it's not hard. You 
uh, you just don't have the right tools. That's where Cold, uh, Cold Era Lab comes in. Their products reduce the visibility of wrinkles, fine lines, and signs of aging. Show your skin who's boss and make a great first impression with Caldera Lab. All you got to do, guys, is um, get you get 20% off with the code TTS. at So you go to calderalab.com slash TTS. And I'm telling you, this stuff, it's awesome, man. You get this whole kit. And it's just like a five-minute routine in the morning and night. And uh, I know you can tell. I mean, you watch your show or you listen to it. I mean, if you're listening, you can definitely tell. Um, but I'm just telling you, it is good stuff. One sec, my phone is ringing. Just I'm going to pause and come right back. Sorry, guys. Phone was ringing. Here, let me get back to that read real quick because these guys are awesome and they're sponsoring the show. So if you guys, by the way, if you go online, Caldera. Uh, lab.com it's c-a-l-d-e-r-a-l-a-b.com slash tts you're supporting the show too so we really 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 appreciate it. all right let's get right into it guys got the ads done grant is going to uh, join me in just a second i want to break down a couple things now i've got a couple questions uh and then mariner base so i'm going to get to one question when i pull up uh here we go on social media was I was asked about the pitching and my concern with some of these short starts. Look, I, the, the big concern to, for me with the Mariners right now is the, um, the young guys in the, in the rotation, right? So obviously with um, Bryce Miller, but he seems, he seems to be surging and finding new ways to get through games. Uh, Brian Wu, the closer we get to the end of the year, the more this month trickles down into just a couple games, the less I'm concerned. And what I mean by that is this, you may get a situation where you use an off day or whatever, and guys are going to get skipped or there may be, Hey, I hate to say it, but there might be a start here where George Kirby, Logan Gilbert, one of these guys may pitch on short rest as well. Skip out some of these young guys. So am I concerned when I see a, um, when I see a Logan Gilbert, he went five, he got into the sixth inning. When I see a George Kirby, Logan or um, Luis Castillo, Going short, I'm not that concerned because they bounce back so well. You look at some of the numbers, like for example, I'll give you give you a crazy one. George Kirby, when he has call it a clunker, right? When he goes four runs or more, the next start, his numbers are insane. For example, he goes, let's say he gives up four runs five days later, his ERA is like 0.59, and he's pitching like deep in the games every time. He bounces back so well. Logan Gilbert, same thing. Luis Castilla, same thing. So I'm not super concerned. They all go through this kind of rut. I think tonight is going to be a lot. Uh, Luis Castillo is going to tell us a lot. What he does against Tampa Bay Rays, that is a way tougher lineup. Um, I also got, and that was, by the way, Sean. What's up, Sean uh, Wally? I appreciate it, my man. Thanks for that question. Brett uh, Starton. Starton. I uh, would love to get your take on the elbow injury epidemic. It is a training or recovery issue, or are we simply pushing the limits of the human body with how hard we're throwing? Maybe humans weren't built to throw 105 miles per hour. <clears throat> Brett, great question. <clears throat> I think from a recovery standpoint, um, you know how you'd always hear this, oh, well, hey, um, uh, injury, I mean, innings limits, and he's throwing 100 innings, shut him down. It's so different now how they kind of quantify some of the recovery as opposed to, well, he's throwing a hundred innings, got to shut him down. There's way more to it now, how everyone recovers and recovery itself. Um, the science has gotten way better. Remember back in the day, it was, and I'm talking even when I pitched, I had a great recovery routine. I was lucky, but some guys, man, they just went straight. They just went straight into the, uh, the giant big ice thing. Um, the, um, you know, the big, the big ice pack on the shoulder and that sit there and probably crush a couple cans while they're at it too. 
But listen, I honestly think to, to, to give you, Brett, to give you an honest answer. Yes, we're pushing the human limits. The way the business is ran now, the way you get paid now is if you throw hard and you spin the living crap out of the ball and you get that good RPM on the ball, you are going to be valuable. So if you're a high school kid, and I know that it was always true, I get all that. But if you're a high school kid, if you were a, um, if you're a high school kid now, if you're a college kid now, if you're in a ball now, if you throw upper nineties, you can spin it and you can generate swing and miss. If you can pitch to swing and miss, as opposed to pitching to soft contact, as opposed to the ball getting on the ground a bunch, ground ball rate used to be a big deal. How often can they get the ball on the ground, which is still super valuable? Then you're going to be valuable. Uh, excuse me. So then, so your value is is connected to that. That's that's it. So now we're finding new ways. Okay, how can I just go out and for 15 minutes top out at 105? You know, how you always see these videos on social media about some dude. Look, he's hit 105. Well, okay, how sustainable is that, right? And there's a couple. There's a small 0.1% of people in on the planet who can do that. But when you look at the high school kids. And they're showing these videos and they're like doing the backs up and yeah, going crazy. That's what their max, they're, tr they're showing their max velo, right? So they're pushing to that one or two pitches to get that max, max velo. And then when they train, then all of a sudden they're trying to, you know, sustain that because they see a, let's say they're, they're topping out 95, I don't know, as a uh, nine, 18 year old, which is gas. And then all of a sudden they're, going their, their tournament, which they're playing every weekend and they're hitting 88. Guess what, man? They want to get back to that 95. So what are they doing midweek? They're just doing the high octane, not recovering, high intent every frigging day, just trying to get after it. One thing, you know, the guys down at Driveline do a bunch in their R&D when it comes to recovery. It's pretty impressive. Everyone just thinks the Driveline, they're just trying to throw harder and harder. Well, actually, the recovery side of things is a massive, massive priority to them. But one thing they do have issues with, and I've talked to a couple um, coaches, players about this, when they have a recovery day and they're doing some of the way to ball stuff, it's just easy. It's in your head because you're trying to, you know, you're trying to hit numbers and 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 max out or whatever it may be. So you get to that recovery day, you're supposed to be at 60%. Well, you're actually going at 80, 80, 90% without even thinking about it. I had one kid, Liam McCallum, he goes to Coppin State, D1 player. And he was saying, man, the one thing I really had to learn how to do on the recovery days is back it off a little bit. So a lot of that, I think they're really just trying to push the human body. Everyone gets obsessed now when they see a hundred plus, whether it's on like a showcase on social in person. And so that's what they're really trying to push. Therefore the human body is going shorter. It's going faster. It's built like a sprinter now and they break down easier. That's, that's my take on it. Back in the day, it was Glavin, Greg Maddox, those guys. Yeah, they, they went max effort. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't the same, the, 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 the same training in between uh, and the same pushing, pushing, pushing to get that, you know, plus three, plus four mile per hour. So great question. I think it's a lot to do with that. Plus two, take, let's get real, man. The technology on the surgeries is even better as well. So people are a little bit more inclined to say, you know what? I bounced back from a TJ. Let's just be more inclined to do it. That's a little bit uh, of it as well. Um, not a good thing to have surgery. I'm telling you right now, it's a hard road. Anyone who talks to you about that, kids, sometimes I hear kids say, oh yeah, I just, I have TJ, I'll be right. No, no, no. It is a hard, hard road especially shoulder injuries. Grant Balfour, who's going to join me in a second, has a, had a couple of them. All right, before Grant jumps on, I want to talk about this. Cal Rawley, i got to give him some love, man. I, I talk a lot about, on this podcast, I talk. I like to single out a player. So do you remember Mariner fans? I'm going to get to some of the Mariner stuff before Grant jumps on. 
So do you remember Mariner fans? I, I'm talking to you back in April. We're like, man, Cal Raleigh striking out a bunch. These guys strike out a ton. The team was like, you know, top three or bottom three in strikeouts. Cal Raleigh was in the top 10 in strikeouts along with some of his teammates. Teoscar Gino was down there as well. When I say down there, cause it's not a good thing, but he was striking out a ton in April. So in May, May, the, the, the natural um, adjustment is in when you get to May and June, as you get on, don't strike out as much. Good things will happen, right? Well, what happened was, guys, he struck out less. Yes, in May, he, he went from striking out 34% of the time to 19% of the time. You're like, okay, great. He's not striking out as much. But what value is he given to the lineup when he strikes out less? The value dropped as well. And one number I'm going to use is WRC+. plus. Now, if you don't know what WRC+, plus, it's weighted runs created. Yes, it has some ballpark factors, but I love this because what it gives you, I'll get to the plus part in a second. What it gives you is kind of like a gauge on how many runs does this dude create for his team, right? So for example, Ichiro Suzuki didn't have a really good WRC+. plus. He was an amazing hitter, Hall of Famer, amazing athlete, everything. But when you look at you know some of the value that some of these guys give, when you can hit the ball out of the ballpark or hit into the gaps, hit it with some authority, when you can slug a little bit, you're going to add a little bit more value. So, so Cal Raleigh went from in the month of April when he was striking out a bunch, his WRC plus wasn't great because the plus part, if you're at 100, you're major league average. You want to be above 100. That's what basically when you look at it, you go, well, he's above average major league player, right? Cal Raleigh is that. He's a guy who can hit mid-20s home runs. He's already hit 26. Is he going to hit 30? He might. But in the month of April, um, he was striking out a bunch. WRC was 118. Then May and June roll around. He's striking out less. And we're like, yay, he's not striking out as much. He was down to the 19% in May in strikeout rate, then 22% uh, in June. But guess what? The runs he was creating wasn't the same. So the WRC plus went from went down to 100, and then he went down into the 70s. So he was below average. So you're looking at this going, hold on a minute. He's not striking out as much, but what's he doing for the team? Then, guys, guess what happened? All of a sudden, July, August, he starts striking out just like he did back in April. And the WRC, the runs he created went straight up as well. He is a better hitter when he strikes out more. I hate to say it. I know a lot of old school people say, oh, yeah, but strikeouts are bad. Yeah, okay, great. But listen, when you talk to hitters, right, would you rather get that A swing off where you can do some serious damage or mm, maybe protect against swinging and missing and hit the ball on the ground somewhere, hitting the ball soft somewhere? No chance. You don't want to waste that bats like that. So when he is striking out more, so he went from his WRC plus is one, and I'm talking about July, August, September, he's killing the ball. He's like 195. But July, August, he was 130 WRC plus, meaning he's getting well above league average because he's striking out more. I hate to say it. Keep striking out, Cal Raleigh. We love it. And keep hitting the ball over the fence. By the way, he's got 26 bombs. He had 27 last year. Will he get 30 home runs? That's ridiculous. Sophomore season, his second full season. And guess what? He's already pushing towards 30 home runs as a switch hitting catcher. And by the way, he's had to pick up more of the slack. This is not in DH role, by the way, where he's splitting off. Tom Murphy got injured, so Cal Raleigh's had to get behind the plate even more. So that is uh, impressive. I love it when he strikes out more, and you should too. All right. I am going to get over. I think Grant Balfour is waiting for me in the uh, waiting room. Let's have a look. Grant, how are we, buddy? Good, buddy. How are you? I'm Good doing see, well, mate. mate. We're on. We're we're back on, mate. We had a little internet issue, some broadband issue, but we're good to go. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it's funny. I, I see you sitting here uh, on the computer. It uh, wasn't too long ago I saw your saw your face on the telly. Uh, I was sitting there the other night, just down the road from my place, and I'm like, "Have a go at this bloke. Look at this bloke's mug all over the telly." <laughs> And, you uh, texted me last it, night and said, oh, look at this. He sent a screenshot. And I was kind of shocked. I'm yeah. like, what are they showing, buddy, um, Mariners baseball in Tampa for, like, the yeah. regional? They, they just have a bunch of games up, do they? Yeah, they got them all, mate. They got them all going. So um, the Rays game going, Seattle, Yankees game, the whole bunch of them. So, but, yeah, I uh, yeah, couldn't help but look up. Had my head down, looked up. And I'm like, hang on a sec. I know that bloke. <laughs> yeah, what would you think of the suit, mate? Oh, mate, always styling, mate. I got go from Lowe's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, thought, I thought so. Nah, yeah. they, Lowe's does a good job, mate. They, they do, do a good 100, job. 120 bucks. Yeah, 120 bucks and fits you like a glove, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sure does, mate. Uh, you sent the photo. I don't, want to t- I don't want to tell anyone what I text back because it's kind of, yeah, kind of bad. Nah, you, some- mate, you're looking good. Yeah, looking no, good. Well, well, I appreciate yeah, you. You're all greased up and buddy, yeah. Got your Caldera lab on, mate. I could see that. Looking sharp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I gotta say, it's um it's I'm telling you mate. right now, it's working, mate. Feel a feel like a million bucks. Oh mate, the moisturizer's just uh, my, my skin's been begging for it for years, mate. Oh yeah. No, Aussie mate. sun and then that Florida sun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been copping a hiding. Like leatherhead over here. <laughs> Crocodile yeah, skin. So. Now, I will oh, say, yeah. I've, I've now I've already done the plug for them at the beginning of the show. Big thank you to Caldera Lab. If you go to calderalab.com slash TTS, you can get 20% off free shipping to all you Aussies too. I'm going to say, mate, it takes five minutes, but it is good stuff. All right. Now, okay. let's get into it, mate. Last week when we talked, or two weeks ago, I know we've been a bit slack here. A couple of weeks ago, we talked. We didn't do the Aussie word of the day. And a couple, couple of people hit me up and said, oh, no, Aussie word of the day, question mark. It's like yeah. you didn't flick it off right after you, we didn't get the word of the day out, did you? Because he had some good stuff. But so we're going to get back to the Aussie word of the day. Now, the, the finals footy's coming up. Uh, now, I know the Aussies know what I'm talking about. But for Americans, basically what we're talking about mm. is rugby league back in Australia. The, the mighty Newcastle Knights are killing it right now. I love it. Um, yeah. But explain to the viewers my favorite name for a position. The guy is right there in the thick of it, the dummy half. What ex, uh, Aussie word of the day is dummy half. Grant, explain what a dummy half is, please. <laughs> so a dummy half is a position on the field, um, wears the number nine jersey and, and follows the play around. And, and when a player is tackled, gets up to play the ball, he's the first one there and he's shifting the ball out to whoever playmakers or the forwards who are doing hit-ups. And he's always got his head on a swivel, passing the ball around and, and trying to see where the directing the traffic basically and uh, and all the plays. So um Yeah, I know, I know what you're one. gonna say. Give me the best dummy the best guy in that dummy half position in the history of footy. <laughs> I know, I know uh, Benny Elias, that. mate. You know Benny Elias. <laughs> you knew that was coming. Benny Elias, mate. He, hands oh. down, the best ever. Oh, uh, you did throw the biggest dummy you've ever seen and then uh duck and weave and straight under the under the post, mate. What, where, many does times. Dummy, where does dummy half come from, by the way? Do we even know? That that I sh- that I, maybe we should know. But should, um yeah. yeah, have a look, I suppose. Here we but, go, here we uh, go. Rugby league positions. A dummy half or acting half back is the player who stands behind the play of the ball uh, and collects the ball before passing, running, kicking. Um 
It's also known as the the, the hooker. Hooker, yeah. Hooker roll. Um, what I just huh, why is it called uh five first five eight, huh? Um yeah, some of the names there, like even in cricket too, mate, like silly mid off. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you'd be silly to you'd be silly to stand there, I think. That's why half of them. Yeah, because they turn around and you know. You're you you're six feet away, you're ten feet away from the bloke or whatever it is, and he's basically yeah. just slogging a ball right at you. They're wearing a helmet. Half the time they just duck and get out of the way. What, what about? I remember one of my last ever uh, f- very few at bats I had. I had to try and lay a bunt down. We're playing the Cardinals, and Albert Pujols yeah. was playing first base. Yeah. And he comes in. Jeff Supan was pitching. One of your he was one of your teammates, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, Milwaukee, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. So I go down and lay the bunt, and he comes firing in, Pujols, and um, who was playing third base? He just went in the Hall of Fame. What's his name? Um, Scott Rowland. Yeah, yeah. They come charging in at me, and the first thought I had was like, oh, mate, silly bit off. <laughs> <laughs> I know, was it? Usually that, those blokes are sitting there waiting for a snick. Yeah, for a little nick, sorry. Yeah. A little nick. You know, a little nick off the pads, off the bat and off the pads, up in the air. Yeah, but if but, you just uh, turn and hook shot that thing straight to someone's bloody front teeth. Oh, mate, they're hitting the deck quick. Oh, yeah. Taking teeth remember, out, mate. You remember Booney? You remember Booney, mate? He used to be right there. Oh, yeah. They wear helmets now, though, right? They're playing that position. Oh, yeah. They wear, they wear helmets, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. But yeah, uh, plenty so. of footy coming up back in Australia. All the Aussies know what we're talking about. you got the Aussie rules. Actually, we've got two Sydney teams in there from where Ryan and I are from, the Greater Western. And the Sydney Swans, they actually both made the top eight, seventh and eighth position. So they're playing. But um, Ryan's beloved uh, Newey Knights from up in Newcastle, the oh, hometown, no, finished finished in fifth position. So they'll be playing the uh, the eighth place uh, Canberra Raiders from the, oh, uh, the, the Raiders, capital, mate. mate. But, Ricky uh, Stewart running that team, running that squad. Yeah, Ricky's running it, and yeah. um, the Green Machine—they're looking good. But the Knights are uh, the Knights are equally right there, mate. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be a good one. I, hey, I by the it. way, um, if you watch, because we get the from here, we get to get the stream, and we get um, you know Fox Fox Sports has the stream happening. Did yeah. you realize Michael Ennis, who's on the TV all the time, yeah. right? Ennis the Menace—I think they used to call him. Yeah, yeah. Now he went to my high school. Oh really? Yeah, I I never forget. Yeah. Like I, I was over here, you know, playing baseball in the states, and I kind of lost track of like footy. And I'm like, oh, and he popped up. He's playing with the Sharks, I think. He's I think he, yeah, I don't yeah. know if that was his oh, first yeah. team. Oh, yeah, he like, played oh. a long time. Because I remember he, in high school, his older brother. I can't remember his older brother's name. I don't want to throw him <laughs> under the bus here, but his older yeah. brother was like a stud player. And then yeah. Michael was always like younger. They both played footy, right? And they both like played rugby league, you know. Yeah. And then someone said, oh yeah, he's doing all right, mate. Like this, you know, like <laughs> years as they do. Right for himself. Yeah, and then um, and then I look up, and sure enough, I got home like early enough to 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 catch the, and there he is, just smashing it. I was like, oh my god! And now yeah, I see he's, him; he's all suited up on the um. He does a good job, man. He's he's good to listen to. He's he's really good. Yeah, I, I man. Honestly, I, I give the the commentators in footy they they are awesome to listen to. They keep you in the game. You would think that there was going to be a try scored every second someone touches a ball. They're yeah. so good. Uh, right. Warren Smith, one of our old Wazza. favorites there. Was Yeah. He's still going. And, um, but yeah, I, I love watching it. Love listening to him. Full of excitement. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch the game. So, but, hey, uh, Warren but, Smith, 
Warren Smith used to do the um, ABL, right? The Pepsi Cup. He did, yeah, he? he used to do the ABL. He used, did the TV, and that's how we we got to know him. Um, doing right. all the baseball when the Sydney he's Blues are playing it. at Parramatta Stadium. Oh, mate, he's, he's he still looks young too. Game. Yeah, he looks youthful. Yeah, you know, he must be. Using oh, he doesn't Colbert look like he aged today. He's definitely using Colera Lab before <laughs> <Yes>. we were. <laughs> Colera Lab, mate. They've been shooting him the. Uh, the moisturizer for 20 years because he doesn't look like he's aged a day. Yeah, he's taking care of himself. Stay, yeah. He's wearing a rashy when he goes to the beach with the family. One of those sea shirts. Remember those, like, <laughs> all the dads around their speedos and the sea shirts? Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> he's keeping out of the sun. Now, listen, speaking of taking care of yourself, now, Shohei Otani, I want to get your take because I love it when you can break down because you've been through it and you pay attention to this stuff. When you talk about players' contracts and what really goes on. Now, Shohei Otani, right? The big here's the thing up here in Seattle. People think that because he's got about to have, he's he's gonna have Tommy John. I want to get your take on a couple things. Number one, why well, is he delaying having the surgery? I get he wants to hit for the rest of the year. What mm. impacts that gonna have? Number two, people here in Seattle tend mm. to think that the competition to try and land Otani is going to drop off and the Mariners are just going to be waiting in the wings and be like, oh, hey, come to us. We don't care if you're injured. Uh, no one um, wants because... him anymore, so we'll get him. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, because he because he's not he <clears throat> won't be he won't be pitching for another year plus, whatever, right? Now you've had TJ before, so you know how that yeah. how that works. But wow. um, and I just I ran into Liam Hendricks in Chicago, by the way, and he had Tommy John and he yeah. was supposed to have it at the end of last year. He was like, Yeah, there's something wrong here. I'm going to try and you know, lay out and, and, and wait, I'm going to wait. Is there any chance Otani thinks that he, he's not going to have TJ? So without not knowing the full understanding of what's going on with his elbow through the doctors and whatnot, from what I can, we can only go off what we read and what they tell us. They ain't tell us so much. My thoughts are when I looked at this was here's Tommy John, you're going to miss the full year next year, but he can go out there DH, maybe even play a little first base at at at, at some point in time, right? Because we all know that you can't pitch for a year, but you can go out and play catch or play first base after six months or or or, or seven months, right? Yeah. So at some point in time, he could he could definitely DH. Obviously, he's DHing right now, and he's absolutely just tearing the cover off the ball, right? Yeah. So it's that's not a question. The other thing was, I looked at it and thought to myself. Do they do the internal brace because it's not as damaged? It doesn't need to go as far as the full Tommy John procedure. And can he be somewhat of a a Bryce Harper where you turn around in four and a half months and he's back? Is and and the reason he hasn't maybe gone and done it? Obviously, yeah, he wants to help his team win. Are they really a chance anymore? No, they're, they're out. They've let so many players go, but he's. He wants to win that MVP, right? Is is yeah. he is he going to give up the MVP status by sitting out in September? It's definitely going to take an effect on him. I think he wants to finish the season. He wants to win MVP, and to do that, I think he's going to have to continue to hit. I agree. Um, yeah. So, in that said, it's give and take. He's probably saying to himself, "Look, it's not really going to matter." If I play another month or so, I'll win the MVP. Great. It's kind of, but for the team, I'm not going to be able to pitch next year anyways, whether I 
you know, do it, wait another month and a half by having the full procedure. I'll be ready for, you know, I can still hit next year. So there's a lot of variables in this. Um, I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, well, understand. This is what, this is what I'm going to ask you. You mentioned, you mentioned the internal brace procedure and you mentioned Bryce Harper, right? So yeah. first of all, he's already had Tommy John. Otani has. Yep. So if you have a, if you have a twice, what does that mean? After, like, how do you recover from the second one? Number one, number two, yeah. man, I mean, you're throwing a hundred, you're already susceptible to having elbow issues because you've already had Tommy John. Plus you throw gas and you're moving quick. I already answered this question earlier before you jumped on. Someone asked me about mm-hmm. the epidemic of, you know, TJ and everything else. Mm-hmm. But here's a question for you though. Next year in 2024, while he's rehabbing, is he going to get a full rehab under his belt, even once you get to spring training? You're talking, so let's say he has a procedure the day after the season, right? So you've got October, November, December, January, four months. When you're four months out, let's say he has the full Tommy John, which I think he should have, because I, I think, just feel like yeah. he has that internal brace. He's not like Bryce Harper, no. where he has to throw 100 miles an hour, right? If he has that, it's just going to continue to break down. So four months out, let's say you get to February, March, and you're going into spring training with whoever he's, whoever, whatever team. Is he going to be able to do the full, you've been through it, four months yeah. in, have enough time because he's got to hit every frigging day and play up to the $100 million a year he's making, right? So yeah. is he going to be able to do that? That That's the thing. Well, I mean, he's, he's already behind the eight ball. As soon as you get that cut, now you've got the brace on. You can't lift up a body, right? right. Take that out of play. Yeah. The lower half, I don't know if you want to do too much strain early on. It's going yep. to affect his off-season workouts. It has to affect his off-season workouts. He's going to go through a Tommy John. Let's say he's got October, November, December. October, November, December, January. It's four and a half months in is when you can actually start to play catch and just start to test it out is what, from what I remember. Um, and then, and then from there, you got to gradually build up, build up. And you know, these days they just don't let him pitch for a full 12 months and a guy like that, they're going to baby him. So at what point can he then start to ramp it up, swing a bat? And that's what I'm saying. And, and, and and I mean, yeah, I think it's a very sensitive topic because you want to protect his elbow. Do you want him to start swinging a bat and damage that? Or do you want to give him that? Let's let's wait that four and a half months. There's, there's a lot of people that are going to have to make decisions on this. The doctors, the teams, all together collectively. I would personally, I want to protect that elbow and that arm. I'd want to make sure he's yes. throwing, it's comfortable, and then you can start getting your swings in. And if we get half a season out of you um, at the DH, then so be it. Okay, I'm glad you said that because people are under the impression that you get TJ in October. February, March, yeah, you can go hit. Sure, yeah, okay, yeah, sure, you can go hit. Number one, <clears throat> you're trying to come back and slowly come back into throwing shape. Swinging a bat, it still has impact on your elbow. Number two, you also said this as well. Your off-season lifting, prep, everything is completely <clears throat> different because you've just had TJ. You lose all yeah. that in that off-season. And number three, the throwing schedule to get back to, you want him to be throwing hundred miles an hour. You don't want him to come back throwing 93 because he didn't yeah. have the same recovery and the same progression as everyone else. That's the thing, right? 
So I, I think that that's a great point. It's a situation where you're going to have to wait it out until I think if they're smart, this internal brace procedure, I think he goes, he has to go the whole Tommy John and let's yeah. not mess around. Cause a lot of guys, Liam did the same thing at the end of last year, Liam Hendricks. He's like, Oh, you know, I had a little bit of a tear, but I waited <laughs> it out. You've I'm sure you've done that too. Or you just said, screw this. I mean, you had the, I remember yeah, the, tweet. I mean, I think it lingers with a lot of guys. I think it lingers. You, you can look at, um, even the Rays, McClanahan, he went and had his big name, went and had another Tommy John procedure, second one for him too. Yeah. Um, Shane McClanahan. So, I mean, there's a lot of guys out there that, you know, a couple of them had the internal brace and a lot of them had Tommy John. And I mean, whether it was the first or second time, but it takes time. I mean, that thing takes time. And for a guy like Shohei, I just do not see the reason to get him to start swinging a bat to DH opening day and jeopardize his elbow so he never pitches yeah, again. 100%. It just does not make sense because he's not the player that we all get to sit and watch on TV every night if he's not pitching anymore. 100%. He's a great he's a great hitter, but the, re, the what makes him him and the showpiece that he is is he can pitch and he can hit. He can do yeah. it all at the at the highest of the level. And and if we diminish that by just trying to get him back to hit two or three months early, it just doesn't make sense for the longevity of his career to pitch another, whatever it is, hopefully 10 years or whatever the contract is that he gets signed to. Okay. All right. Speaking of the contract, great point. I 100% agree because I've also heard people say, oh, he just needs to hit. Shohei Otani, you know how these Japanese players are, mate. There's so much pride in the fact that this is my identity. I'm Shohei. I do both. I'm the first, maybe the only to ever be at this level on both sides. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to continue to do both. That's just the way it works. Not saying that yeah. anyone from any other country doesn't do this, want the same thing, but they just don't, you know, a guy like that does not just say, oh, you know, I'm going to sacrifice one for the other. No way. All right. So speaking yeah. of that, if you're a team before the surgery, let's say Otani, what's he hit 44 home runs in 300 as a hitter pitching. Obviously we know the numbers as a pitcher, best player in the game on the planet, blah, blah, blah. Pre-injury, you're going at this. If you're one of the handful, of, or every team should be having a crack, seriously. But if you're, let's say, one of the handful of teams oh, that yeah. you are just like blank check, whatever, what do you do now? Are you still, obviously you're still in. How do you go about this? Like, because, and the reason I'm asking is because a lot of people in my circles up here with the Mariners are like, oh, this is great. This opens the door for them. No, no, no. It, I, I don't, the, to my yeah. opinion, the competition is still going to be crazy. I don't think. Oh, yeah. I think people are just going to look beyond this and say, you know what, 2025, we're good. Okay, so we we all know what Babe Ruth did and, and how long has it been since we've had a player since Shohei Otani who could do it, do what he's doing at this level. It's been a long, long time. These are players that just don't come around. So he, there's no bargains when it comes to this. I don't care no, about the injury. Zero. Does it affect people and the way they approach it? I'm trying to play GM here a little bit, which have a bit of fun with it. Yeah, you're going to approach it a little differently because, like you said, his elbow has been susceptible. So now we're going to say, okay, pitching side of things, we were going to go seven years. It was going to take 10, but we could probably see him pitching, let's say, safely for another five or six, but he could hit for another 10. Yeah. yeah and, and you just start to crunch the numbers. You know what I mean? It's it, and and there's so much more behind it than just the pitching and the hitting. I mean, yeah. This guy, like you said, he's just the the markets that he that he oh has behind him. What he brings to the table, he's iconic. It, it, there's just he's he's an absolute money maker to whoever signs him. 
Um, he wants to win. So he's going to go to a team that's going to have success. Someone's, you know, he's not going to, I mean, there's teams that have gone through rebuilds. We've seen it with the Baltimore Orioles and now look at them. They're at the top, right? But there's going to be a lot that goes into this. You know, more than I do about it. Relationships that have been built prior to any of this that's going on without him over here to him signing with the angels or whatever, there's going to be a lot of people involved. Um, I, I see signing a mega deal, but it, it may, I do believe it'll take a little bit of a hit due to the injury. People, I think scared as to how long he can pitch for. I believe that let's say, call it a 10 year deal, right. With whatever amount of money, just it'll just have a bunch of like player options sprinkled in there, kind of like the Manny Machado. Remember Manny Machado yeah. signed that deal with the Padres, and he had the player option like after three years if he wants to get out, six yeah. years, or kind of like similar to like the um like the rental we saw with uh, what's his name with the Twins um guy who am I thinking of um, Correa. Correa yeah with the Twins it's just so weird they can that structure it so many ways right like you said you can put pitching incentives in there if he's still pitching after five years. And he throws 200 innings, yeah. he gets another 10 million and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's just the structure of it's going to be very complex. Well, here's, here's the other thing. John Morosi said, and we played this clip on the radio. He not speculated again. I don't want to throw him under the bus, but he was saying, and this is just an option that Otani says, you know what? I'm going to wait another year. I'm going to re-sign with the Angels, right, for another year one more mm. year and then come out after 2024 as a free agent and Healthy. try this all again. Now, a couple of things on that. Number one, Who's, I say that again. Who said that? John Morosi. Who oh, we've right. had, yeah. Right. Who he, look, he knows he, I get it. Yeah. But when you look at that, it, I, okay. I got a couple of takes on that. Right. First of all, I don't see that happening for a couple of reasons, but well, number one, because he'd be coming out uh, as an injured player, right? Like, let's say if he does the what we talked about, mm. where he went last, like half a year hitting because he's got to come back. Because, again, I want to say this again. People talk about this on other podcasts I've listened to, and I just shake my head, or radio, TV. You cannot expect him to come back as a pitcher. If you want him being the guy we've watched in 2022, 2023, yeah. and hit all year next year. It's not going to happen. He, you're not going to get a full year of hitting if you want him to. And I'm so glad you laid that out, the recovery process. That's number one. So therefore, I don't see his value being where it would be at the end of next year. So obviously, the other thing is too, he's just going to use that as leverage, right? He'll tell everyone or his agent, whatever, say, oh yeah, we're thinking about staying in Anaheim for another year. So then other teams are like, well, we're going to basically buy you out of that option by just giving you whatever you want. You know what I mean? And what, yeah. And so you just sure if I was Otani, I'd be like, yeah, I might just stick, I might just stay with the Angels for one more year. So other teams like, no, 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 we have to get him now. Right? Yeah, we're not going to wait another year. We're going to do it now. So I, I, I don't see that happening. But on the flip side of, of that, on the flip side, though, and you tell me, man, like, because I've never been through the the you know twelve month injury process. Is it wise if you've just had Tommy John, you know all the trainers with your team, you know you have those that communication with the, the GM, and I, I know no one likes the Angels owner, Artie Moreno. I mean, it's pretty public. No one likes a guy. But you have, you know, with the GM, front office, coaches, pit, whatever. You're about to have TJ. You communicate with them. Is it risky to be like, okay, I'm about to have TJ, then I'm going to go join this other team. I don't know what their trainers are like, how they approach yeah. things. 
is that risky or, is, or does that even matter with him? I mean, it's got to have some sort of bearing, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm sure he's working with the team. I, I wonder how much, um, and, and I haven't been around him, but I wonder how much of a staff he has of his own, massage therapists and stuff yeah. like that. I, I really think he has it. I wish I knew, and I'm sure other people could tell us. But uh, I, I remember it's guys like that. They used to come in with a team of team of people. You know, they go home. I'm sure he did the get, same thing. Yeah, they get massages when they go back to the hotel. He's got his guy there massaging his elbow out or doing all this stuff for yeah. him. They come, they come over and they're you know, they've got the whole posse. You know what I mean? Yeah. They got everyone: the interpreters, the massage guy, this guy, and they they're just pampering those guys, you know, and really keeping them on the field and taking care of them. But you I'm still have sure to have the relationship with your team and your trainers and stuff, I feel like, right? 100%. I mean, I think I think everyone's versed enough. These teams are well-versed enough to that they've all been through it, that wherever you go, they're going to take care of you. And the amount of money that they're putting into you, they're going to make sure that you're getting the best quality. Yeah. I mean, if I, if I walked into the room and said I need a rub down and Shohei walked in at the same time, you know I'm getting a back seat. That guy, <laughs> and that guy's getting on the table, and they're gonna rub him for an hour. And they said, "Well, sorry, mate, we'll get you tomorrow." Yeah, there's the massage. <laughs> you know I mean? That guy is getting—he's getting the royal treatment. So oh, yeah. I don't think it matters where he goes. I think they're gonna just bow down to him, and they're gonna get what he needs, and they're gonna do what it takes for the amount of money that someone spends on him. I yeah. really believe he's gonna be taken care of. But in saying that, familiarity. And knowing who you've been with, maybe he likes it, maybe he doesn't. I've been with some clubs where I felt like, man, the trainers here, they can't, they're okay. And then I went to another team, I'm like, wow, what was I missing out on? Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Like these yeah. guys are, these guys are, they're keeping me on the field. It's amazing what they do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Who was the, who was some, like some stand, who was some standouts for you? Like some, some guys you're like, oh man, I mean, like a trainer that you're like, man, he just literally added. I mean, I got, I got to say, I got to give a shout out. I think I've done it before on the show to Timmy Elsa with Cincinnati Reds. They picked me up and that guy spent numerous hours with me, getting me back healthy yeah. after Dr. Kremchik did my surgery. And I, you know, I came back and I have to thank those guys, um, Mark Mann and a few of those guys over there in Cincinnati. And then I went over to Milwaukee They and they took great care of me there too. But uh, when I was back on the field and I got traded to Tampa, I really opened my eyes to admit those guys were inviting you into the, into the training room. Cause earlier in my career, it wasn't like that. Stay out of the training room unless you need, you hurt. Yeah. Now it's come into the training room, get yourself taken care of and let's prepare you and s minimize <laughs> You know, you having to the injuries and things these days. Yeah. It, everything's just gone full circle and changed, and and it makes so much more sense. And there's a lot more people on hand, massage therapists, chiropractors. There's so much, so many people there to help. Um, and it's and nutrition now. It's it's just the games come so far, and it's it's all the better for the players. So. Dude, the staff, the um, hang on one sec. Sorry, the staff. That travels with a team now is insane. There's so many more. I mean, you need talking, a 747 now, mate. It's crazy, dude. Can't just Compared get on the old 73. He's got to get on the double deckers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Airbus. I mean, yeah. it, it's insane, dude. Like, I mean, we had now there's two hitting coaches, two pitching coaches, 
there's a bullpen coach. There's a, you know, like there's two bullpen. It's like, everything's doubled up. Like the Mariners had a team photo the other day and I was watching and like, you know, all the staff have like a polo shirt on, you know, all the players yeah. have the uniform on. I'm like, there's more polo shirts out there than there is frigging players. I swear to it God. Was, it was left, left pole to right pole, mate. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Neither, but yeah, wide angle yeah. lens. Now tell yeah, me exactly. this, just real quick. I know the Rays. If you turn the TV on, they've got the the guys in the dugout giving the guys the numbers. The whole analytics guys down in there. Does Seattle do that? Analytics you, guys in the dugout. What, what are the Rays got? Because the Mariners are playing the Rays tonight. But what they, what, have, what you... they have analytics. They have analytics guys in their dugout. What just wearing like polos or full unit? Yeah, just wearing polos. But they'll they'll tell them, hey, this guy. Blah blah blah, and they feed them information like. So like the the Mariners have like there's like front um, office kind of guys type right. things, like numbers the Mariners, guys. Like, like Jared DeHart sort of takes over more of like the approach side of things. I know that, but he's like in uni, you know what I mean? Like he's like a hitting coach. Yeah, <laughs> have some bloody propeller head, some nerd down there in Apollo. No, I mean they 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 have the wow. players can turn around and ask, and this guy can be like, yeah, this. And he'll just throw numbers at him. From what I know, yeah. from what I know, that's crazy. Hey, listen, yeah. one more thing before we let you get out of here and go watch your finals footy. But um, yeah. what one last thing I, I want to bring up? What about these? The, the speaking of the Angels, these waiver, these guys they just put on waivers. Is this like a new thing, man? Like, and they did mm. it strategically, obviously, right before. And I want to explain a couple reasons why they did it from my point of view. And this is from no one else's point of view. This is from from my point of view, but. A couple of things that factor into this. Number one, you're shaving a month of salary off. So like the Angels had like a good handful of players. How much yeah. how much are we talking in salary, you think? Ten million? I, I, I thought I thought for I can't remember. I think was it the Guardians that picked up about three and a half million yeah. Yeah. in salary. They picked that up and tried to make a push with a ton of those players from the Angels. Yeah. Um, you know, a million here, a million there, whatever. But yeah, like total like you said, it could be ten million. They shaved right off and said, "Well, look, you know, we took a chance. We're out of it now." And you throw them on that waiver wire just to basically shed the salary, like you're talking about. Well, there's that. There's also another thing that comes to mind too. If you get underneath the um, the luxury tax threshold, yeah, all right. If you have Otani leave as a free agent or any free, you know, free agent. Yep. Then your draft picks the next year go mm. from a fourth rounder essentially to a second rounder. You get right. a, or, or or as like a sandwich pick. I can't remember it was one of the two. So it's one of those ones where the Angels, if yeah. you look at it, if they slip underneath the the luxury mm. tax, it changes their draft positioning, how many players they get in those top rounds of the draft, too. And I'm not sure if I read an article that said I'm not sure if they did get under it, but I'm not 100 percent sure. I, I I probably uh I'd have to look into that and, and resurface yeah. on that. But I know what you're saying. There's there's so many behind the scene moves that we all talk oh, yeah. about. And these waiver wires that were, they've been going on for years and years and teams will block, pick up a guy just to block him so that another team can't pick him up and whatnot. Cause there's a certain order. Yeah. And, um, well, well, that changed too because they remember they had the 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 non trade non waiver trade deadline. Then they had the waiver trade deadline. So guys, that was a mess. I remember that like the where you could put them on waivers and pull them back. But now they've changed that, man. Like the last couple of years, now that you're not allowed to do the irrevocable waivers, you could put yeah, you know, right. basically put. But the thing is, that, but uh, I mean, you look at some of these players that like 
Clevenger is not going home after this. He's going back on the team that put him on waivers because he didn't yeah. get claimed. It's just weird. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a strange. It's a strange thing. It's a business. It's it's just a. It's a. At the end of the day, it just becomes a transaction. Like you said, it becomes a. We need this pick next year. We're going to save a bit of money here because now we're out of it. We took a chance a month ago where we thought we might have a shot. Now we don't. It's just kind of a a, a backfall. Uh, the Guardians, I mean, they're six. They're, they're eleven games out of the wild card. To me, they have no shot. Yeah. All they're trying to do is go pick up those players, and they're chasing the Twins down. They beat them last night, and they're six games behind them. So we're talking, you know, three weeks, four weeks of baseball. You know, three weeks of baseball left, and you know, I I I never count anyone out. I always go back to that year when I was in Oakland. Yeah, we were, we were five games back with six to play. And we won the division, so anything could happen. So well, that's why I'm watching I, the I love the fact right now. they're just trying to they're even trying didn't to give cling. up. The Mariners are right now just trying to cling to that AL West, stay a game or two, and then they play. They all play each other. The Rangers, Astros, and Mariners all play um, each other. T-Mobile that yeah. last week. Hey, speaking of, before I forget, someone asked me, and um, I forgot to answer this question when I had you on last time. I forgot to answer all the questions last time, so I apologize, but. Someone asked me, hey, what, designated for assignment, DFA, a player gets DFA'd. What does that mean mm. and, and what really happens? So I just want to explain that. And that's the difference between seeing some of these players get put on waivers. The difference is basically the team, let's say Grant's pitching and they're like, okay, we need to take him off the roster. You have to designate them for some sort <laughs> of, and to give them, them an assignment. Basically what that means is designated them. You have, how many days is it? Is it seven days to trade? To try and pull a trade off? Uh, Up to seven days, seven right? Was it seven or 10? Yeah, maybe. Well, now you have seven days and then there's a three-day waiver period. Yeah. Where a team and teams can like get on the clock. But if a team says pass, 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 yeah, 30 yeah. teams pass, you clear waivers. And you clear waivers. And then depending on how much service time you've got, you either go to AAA to make that salary that you had under your contract yeah. or you can choose to become a free agent if you Select have – I don't know what it is. What is it? Five years of service time or no, three, three years, three, three years of service time. Then you can, you can still, they're still going to pay that money. You can be a free agent and you can take off. Basically what happened with Josh Donaldson. Yeah. I think DFA'd right. by the Yankees making a ton of money. Guys got 10 plus years turned around and signed a minor league deal with the Brewers trying to catch on there and, uh, and get caught up. I don't believe he's been, has not been called up yet, but um, happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically like okay, Grant. He he's they want to take him off the roster, make a change. So Grant, we're going to designate you, and we've got up to seven days to try and pull a trade off while you're in that little, um, while you're you know in 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 no man's land. Basically, if you call around, everyone's like, no, we don't want to trade for Grant. All right, no worries. Yeah. Let's just try and pass him through. Let's pass him through waivers. If he gets claimed, probably won't get claimed if no one's going to make a trade, whatever it may be. And then after that. Now, if you elect free agency, like I did this, and I kind of made there's a with the D backs, I got DFA'd early in the year. I elected free agency because the Blue Jays are telling me, come to us, you'll be in AAA yeah. for a week, then we're going to call you up. Yeah, yeah right. I can't yeah. believe I fell for that. And I avoided my contract too. I avoided a lot of money because uh, I elected yeah. free agency. I took yeah, a punt. you had a guaranteed, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. that's the chance you take because you hope you're thinking, well, I got the money. I could go to AAA. Maybe they'll call me back up, but they did let me go on another team saying, hey, we really want you. Yeah. You, you think you can get it over oh, there man. and have it extend your career with them 
and it doesn't work out and you kind of, you get caught in the middle. Yeah, but I, I was trying to bet on myself. I was like, oh, who cares about the money? Bet on yourself yeah. here. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's never a bad thing to bet on yourself. It's good. It's yeah. good. Yeah, but uh, depending on the, the dollar amount too. If you if yeah. I said if you said you were making ten <laughs> yeah. mil, I'd say don't bet on yourself, not on this yeah. one. Yeah, you exactly. Know, take the ten. So For sure. Um, all right, yeah. mate. Well, hey, listen, you got some um, some uh, finals for you. What, what do you got going on today? Oh, hey, by the way, um, I've got speaking of. If you're a Mariners fan, I got a watch party I'm going to. So. Yeah. I'm going to watch the Mariners at a bar in Ballard. It's God, oh man. How do I not have the name in front of me? It's in Ballard. Yeah. If you go to the Mariners Twitter page or T-Mobile Park at T-Mobile Park, it's on there. I'm going to be there for the whole game. Hang out. Maybe even throw a couple, throw a couple cans down. Yeah. No. I'll. Uh, so, I mean, I'll be I'll be out at the uh, at the game on Saturday. I'll be doing a signing and nice. a uh, question and answer and stuff. For the Rays have asked me to come out. There'll be multiple players out there. And Mariner fans, so, they're playing the Mariners to so go hang out with Grant Balfour. Any Mariners fans who are going to be out there, uh, the front of the stadium, 2.30 to 4 o'clock, we'll be out there for an hour and a half nice. doing some signing and stuff like that. Happy to answer any questions and uh, give us a shout out about the top step if you're a fan or yes. a listener. I'd love to, love to hear from you. And then I'll be uh, heading in to uh, watch the game. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching Seattle play their uh, – Obviously, a great team. It's gonna be gonna be a really good series. That so I'm excited. Be. Awesome. All right, mate. Well, I'll let you get to it. And uh, right, buddy, I'll, 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 we'll see. We'll see if any Mariner fans come come past you and just say, hey, "Listen, yeah, make make yeah. sure you let them know too. Make sure you let them know they can if, if they go. Wow, your skin's looking good, Grant. You can say, yeah, yeah mate. mate. Oh, well. <laughs> hey, hey, still, still. Uh, Still, still, love, still got love for the Seattle uh, Mariners fans up there. Yes. Uh, you know, I, I want to see them. I want to see them do well. Um, I know they've been they've been knocking at the door, and uh, this could be their year. Uh, if they go up against the Rays in the playoffs, I'm sorry, I got to be a Rays fan, but I'm ro- <laughs> I'm rooting for you guys. I hope you can win the division, and um, yeah, just fun team to watch, and uh, I just love baseball in general, and good good. Good people up there. Love their baseball and get out and watch their team and follow their team. So nothing better. All right, mate. We will right, see, uh, see you next week, champion. Have fun. Right, Have a good weekend. Room, mate. See, see you, ya. mate. Go the Knights. Yeah. See you, champion. Newey. Up the Newey Knights. Long up. See ya. <laughs>